0: this is huskeronline.com your authority on nebraska athletics
1: and we're back here on the husker online show sean callahan nate klaus robin washett time for the mailbag with a segment of the husker online show brought to you by tanner's sports bar and grill on 30th and yankee hill if you're looking for a place to watch nebraska basketball or anything going on this weekend Get on into Tanner's. It's um, your premier sports bar location in Lincoln, all brand new TVs, brand new furniture. Um, You won't find a better place to watch a game right now in the city of Lincoln and you won't get better wings than at Tanner's. So get on in there, 30th and Yankee Hill, guys. Um, Let's get right down to the mailbag. And, you know, interesting question, Nate, that was uh, posed to both of us after having the in-state tour for us to rank our players six to 10. And I think you and I both are in similar agreement, probably on six and seven right now. Um, Jake Applegate at Lincoln Southeast, I think was both of our number sixes. Yep. And then Koa McIntyre maybe uh, from Fremont Bergen might be the number seven, but eight, nine, 10. You know, they, I think we had a combination of Keyshawn Williams from Omaha North in yep. there. I had Trevor Brown from Waverly. He just won the heavyweight wrestling championship this weekend, measured six, two um, at the in-state tour. And then the other name I had in there was Henry Rickles from Bellevue West.
0: Yeah, I had Rickles. Uh, I did not have Trevor Brown, although he was in. He was under consideration. Uh, I think I went L.J. Richardson, the running back from Bellevue West, ran for over fourteen hundred yards as a junior, uh, twenty some odd touchdowns, I think it was. Uh, I think he's. I mean, he's one of the top running backs in the state, if not the top running back in the state. Um, and then. Let's see: Richardson, Rickles, um, McIntyre, and Williams. I'm trying to remember who who my next my next guy was, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's kind of the group there after after the top five. The top five is pretty easy, um, you know. You got the and I think number
1: six is pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and in six is really easy too. And and you know, and with Jake Applegate, I think you can make a. You can make a case for him being a, a top five player in the state. It's just for whatever reason he's lacking some of those those you know power five offers right now, or even you know even some the group of five offers. I, why why he doesn't have ten group of five offers right now is kind of beyond me. I'm I, telling
1: you, I went to three of his games yep. this year, Nate, and I I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. Like I, I'm like wow, like he he was better than Tuioti on the field the games I was at, and Tuioti's got major offers yeah, right got, now he's got major offers Gatula's got major offers now there and and you know he was to me their best prospect on the team so I, I mean, I would say I'm about 80 percent certain Nebraska will eventually offer him. That's that's my feel today.
0: I would be shocked if they didn't. I mean he's six five he's six, four, two ten.
1: Thirty-eight inch vertical.
0: Thirty-eight inch vertical. He's a he's a legit four seven, four six electronic forty guy is what he is what he ran at the the Warren Showcase um, over the summer. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's a got, bigger Seth Malcolm to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, plus he gets it done in the classroom. I mean, he's he's the total package. I, I don't know what – I mean, he's definitely one of those kids that has been really, really hurt by coaches not being able to go into the schools and, and everything. Um, but,
1: his brother was a walk-on receiver from Pius, right? Yep. So, okay, that's what I thought.
0: Um, and then he's got a younger brother coming up too who's good, a good-looking prospect.
1: And then Cole McIntyre, I think once his track times get out, that yeah. that's going to be his ticket. But, all right, next question here in the mailbag for all of us here. Who leads Nebraska in rushing and receiving? I think for me receiving's very easy right now um Samori Torrey. I, I would be surprised if it's not him right now unless Omar Manning just kind of breaks through or Xavier Bets. And then, you know, running back, I mean, it, it probably should be Marquis Step, but until we see Marquis Step, it's, you know, hard to feel very real confident in that till we know how he practices but I think today that would be my choice
2: yeah I think well we had the same answer and a lot of that is because those guys were brought here uh, for a very specific reason to be immediate impact starters from day one if all goes as planned uh, you know Marquis step is going to be the feature number one running back and if the offensive line is better and step is what uh, you know he's been built up to be uh, he's got every opportunity to potentially have a thousand yard season so uh, I mean I think that's very realistic and then with with um, you know touring and how unique his frame and skill set is compared to the rest of that receiving core, he gives Nebraska something that they haven't had in a long time in the passing game. And so you would think that uh, he's going to have every opportunity to put up a lot of numbers, especially uh, with kind of the uncertainty at the rest of that position. You know, With both those groups, there's a lot of young talent, but at least those two guys have, have proven it at the collegiate level.
0: Yeah, the way I look at it is – I mean like you said Robin both those guys were brought in for a reason if they are not the leading you know rusher or the leading receiver um, you know, in their position groups, a it was probably it, it was either a massive waste of a scholarship, or b there was there's been somebody in one of those two groups that really st- took you know took a huge step forward and grabbed that job and was a breakout player. Which, in case if that happens, then then Nebraska, I mean, that's <laughs> that would obviously be great news for the Huskers.
1: All right, Luke McCaffrey to Louisville. Are you guys buying or selling? I'm probably selling right now. I I just have my doubts um, that he could walk in there, at least for this season, not being there in the spring, and be a really productive starting quarterback in a new situation.
2: Well, keep in mind, Louisville is returning their starting quarterback from last year, Malik Cunningham, who – threw for 2,600 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. And so, I mean, <laughs> there's an established figure there that if Lou, if that's what Louisville did, they sold Luke that you're going to come in and be a quarterback, then, you know, maybe there's more to the story going on there. But right now that looks like an awfully tough Hill to, to climb in a short amount of time for Luke.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm selling to something just doesn't add up here to me. I mean, they, they're returning. It's not like there's an open wide open door for, for a transfer to come in and, and take the job. Um, you know, I just it, something just doesn't add up here. They're a returning uh, guy that, that is established that has is, is played very, very well. Uh, but oh, by the way, when you look at their skill positions, they, they lost all their top wide receivers um you know they they're not mm-hmm. returning those guys so but and so if he's open to playing another position why wouldn't he have done it here or why wouldn't he have done that for his dad at Northern Colorado mm-hmm. and played with his you know played been a wide receiver for his brother um you know i i don't know something just doesn't doesn't quite add up here
1: outside of Thomas Fedoni give me one freshman that you guys think will make an impact and i said this before we got into the question i go you hope Nebraska is not at a point every year where they're having to rely on freshman A, B, C, D to be like main frontline guys. As Scott Frost has said, you got to get old, you got to stay old. With that said, I think Marquise Buford, um, he's a prep, He's really not a freshman. He's a prep school freshman, so he's a little bit older. He's coming into a position that's up for grabs. He's a name for me that I'm really intrigued to watch.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, you know, obviously a uh, step is your, your projected clear-cut starter, but I think Gabe Irvin has going to have every opportunity just given the the lack of proven uh, commodities uh, from basically the entire uh, back end of that running back rotation. So if he's coming in ready, to hits the ground running, I don't see any reason why he can't see the field right away. Yeah, those are the two guys I mentioned, um, two guys I feel like are going to have
0: every opportunity. What about uh, those receivers? Well, and, and that's that's the other thing. I, I mentioned Monte Grimes too. Um, out of the out of all the wide receivers, um, you know I'm high on all of them. I like them all, but there's something about Grimes where I mean he's. He's 6'4", 200 pounds, and he's, he's a multi-sport athlete. He's, he's somebody that had some big-time offers, much like uh, Latrell Neville, but I, I think that if there's I, – I don't, I don't know. There's something about him where, where I, I think he's going to have an opportunity. I also think that Kobe Bretts could be somebody you know physically uh, with, with his athletic ability that could come in and, and at the very least make, a, make an impact on special teams, you know, be, be somebody that could really uh, be an impact player there.
1: All right, final question. You're in a foursome golf tournament. you got to take one Husker coach besides Spangler, the golf – or not Spangler, um, the, the golf coach. I blanked on his name. Is. You can't have him as your guy, but what Husker coach on any – Mark Hankins. Mark Hankins. Uh, Spangler was the last coach, but who, who's your guy? For me, Hoyberg was yeah. fairly easy for easy me. Easy answer. Lives on fire, lives at Firethorn, plays a lot. I know his kids are great golfers. I mean, he he's a big guy and. Hankins was his roommate at Iowa State I mean, yeah
2: he, he, I mean he's a golf guy like if Fred Fred's good at a lot of things with sports, but golf is uh, behind basketball probably his second love and I don't know how Legit, this is, but in in the chat, someone chimed in that may know, may just be making it up, but said he's a, a six handicap. Well,
1: you can look that up. There's a gin handicap website that any player is you can yeah, look
0: if it. you if you track it. If you if you put in your scores, you know it's if, listed. Yeah, if you're entering your scores after every round, it's listed. Because yeah.
1: if you play in events, so you know
2: if that's
0: legit, that's that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yep. Jay Jay Moore, my colleague on bigger to wrap up, former Husker player, I believe he's like a plus two or something. I mean, he he's you know. That's good. He's, but, he, Jay, I mean, Jay, play, Jay Moore plays like, mm-hmm. you know, he trains. He's big-time golf guy. Yeah, I mean, he plays in everything. And I mean, that's the difference, I think, with some of those guys. I mean, if, if you put that time in. So,
2: beyond Hoiberg, who do you got?
1: Barrett Rude. I, I think Barrett Rude grew player. up playing a lot of golf. Um, I know he's got a decent – I don't know what his handicap is, but I know he's a good player.
2: So, not to like to even care about the score, but if I'm picking another coach, I'm, I'm taking Doc. <laughs> just just for the, that co- would be fun. the comedic value of it, then I would not have a more entertaining eighteen holes. See, I'd like to play around a round
0: of golf with someone like John Cook. I think I think you could learn an awful lot. I know he's he would have a hell of a lot of stories to tell. um You know, I think I think that's somebody that would be fun to play around with.
1: Nate, tell that story about when Bill Callahan played. Do you remember the story when Bill Callahan played Sand Hills? And like how he printed out all like the holes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Sandhills and Mullen, and he wanted to be prepared for it. So like him and Tim Cassidy like practiced and printed out like,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it, Bill Callahan is extremely extremely competitive and wants to be the best at, at everything. Um, and he's a very smart guy too. Yeah. Before they they got the opportunity to go play Sandhills, he he printed out. The entire every every hole and, and kind of mapped out okay the club this is the club i need to play here this is where i need to hit it uh you know and, and and to try to prepare because he wasn't somebody i mean he was a grinder he was working 16 hours a day 17 hours a day um and so he was not somebody who could get out to the golf course an awful lot but to help himself prepare to play well there he he mentally played the course. I don't know how many times. and uh, knew <laughs> knew w- what club he needed to use and where he needed to, to hit it. And um, you know, I I wish I wish I, <laughs> I, I could have gone and played with him out there. But and I'm, I can't recall exactly how well he did. But yeah, that's that's, that's him in a nutshell. That's him though. in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I heard a story about uh, Doc Sadler, Bo Pelini, and Larry the Cable Guy, and they they were golfing together, and Bo was a. a from all accounts was a pretty hit and miss golfer and his temper definitely got involved in this golf game and zero surprise. He man. completely just was spraying it all over the course. And Larry, the cable guy just goes, Bo, I thought you were supposed to be good.
2: <laughs>
1: and Bo didn't find the joke very funny. No, I'll bet you that went over real well. Bo also drove his first year back as the head coach. He took his putter and drove it into the green in the Knowles par three member guest. And the next week, I mean, the story I mean, that's like a huge member guest. There's a lot of people there. I mean, what are they? Everyone's going to talk about it, of, of course. course. And Osborne called the pro shop and like it started to investigate the deal. And oh, boy. the club pro there was like, he's like, I just said nothing. I'm like, I'm not going to get in the middle of this deal with what's Os- there to
0: investigate? He lost his temper and, and yeah. <laughs>
1: drove his putter in the green like, a,
2: like an axe. Like if you're surprised that Bo lost his temper, especially in a competitive setting, then
0: you yeah. <laughs> probably didn't do your due diligence. There's, yeah, there's really not not a whole lot of investigation that needs to go into that. I tell you exactly what happened.
1: All right, when we come back, we are going to talk recruiting. Uh, yeah. uh, a couple of Omaha recruits uh, we hinted last week. We're going to pick their top fives. No Nebraska in the top five. We'll talk to Nate on where things are with in-state recruiting. Now you're listening here to the Husker Line Show.